Hello. Yeah, hey, how's it going? I've talked to you about this before. I'm seeing all these kayak racks on top of cars recently. I don't know if you noticed that. That's right, you did mention that. Actually, the other day I saw one. I see, like, I'm seeing, like, dozens of these every day. And I never, there's almost never a kayak in them. And, like, I don't, I don't know if this is, like, something's going on. Well, like, what, the... Someone's taking the kayak? No, 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 no. No, I think like people are buying kayak racks and they don't even own kayaks. So like a status thing? No, it's like something even deeper than that. Like, there's signaling to one another. There's like some kind of sorting going out, you know? It's like more than status. Well, I mean, I've been seeing more of them, so, you know, you need, you need to be on to something here, because... Uh, now, are these typically Subarus, too? Yeah, I mean, I see them, yeah, a lot of Subarus. A lot of, like, uh, the Pontiac Vibe. And, yeah. you know, or, like, I don't actually know if the Prius people are, are doing this. I've gotten some, like, weird looks from the kayak rack people. Like, at a stoplight, I look over because I'm trying to figure out is this person really in a kayak ever? They see me looking at them, and they look over, but like, they're kind of glazed out. And, check this out. A couple times I've been driving down 10, late at night, coming back from like Hatfield, and you know the Walmart parking lot? I saw like three or four cars parked, like late, I'm talking like after store closing, they all have kayak yeah. racks. There's no kayaks on top of them. That's like a like a gathering. Yeah, like a gathering. Yeah, but like it's a signal. They're signaling one another, and they're they're gathering their themselves together as like a thing. And we're sitting here, you know, and our cars don't have them. And I'm worried that like my kids, they're like they're coming at, they're coming for you. Well, not now, but, you know, see, this is the problem. Like, you either do something about this now, when we can, or four years from now, this town's going to be nothing but, you know, 70% kayak rack on top of empty ones, on top of cars, and us. And I don't want to yeah. buy a kayak rack that's empty. Well, I mean, what can we do about it? I mean, we could learn how to kayak. And then, then I would feel a little bit better about having a kayak back. But I wonder, I honestly yeah. wonder, if we walk, if we go around with kayaks in the rack, they might get pissed about that. You know, they might turn on us because yeah. they'll never have a kayak in their rack. We can go around mm. stealing kayak racks, but that's really dangerous. Here's what we could do. You know, I or you or both of us. It'd be better if it was both of us get kayak racks. And then we can kind of infiltrate. And, you know, if there is something here, you know, we're pretending to be kayak rap people. You know, we're not actually kayak rap people, but we can maybe pull up in the parking lot. I can loan you the money for the kayak rap, you know. All right. Are you game for that then? Yeah. You have a Subaru, right? I have a Subaru too. Oh, so yeah, that's why I think it should be good. I got a Chevy, and 
I mean, mm-hmm. I think that would look crazy on my Chevy. You know, it's a muscle car with a Kayak rack. Yeah. That's not going to be, that's not going to be believable. I think, here's what yeah. I'm going to do. Let's go Hamsies on a Kayak rack. I don't buy it. You can pay me back whenever next month. We'll put it on your Subaru. We'll drive around together at night. Yeah. Right. That right. sounds good. Alright, thanks for doing this.
is Rock and Roll Radio. Stay tuned for more rock and roll. It's the 19 frickin' 90s. September 11th hasn't happened. And I have a loft on Broadway and Canal. And it's basically my college friend Roby, this guy named Chad, and Val. Val is from England, very handsome, shaved head, and just totally delightful. He's in theater, but like a lot of artists, mostly he's working at this West Village restaurant called Moomba. Now, Moomba at this time is the coolest restaurant downtown. He's having a real moment. Val decides that we need to throw a party. But, you know, I got some reservations, too. The only event I put on there were a few sparsely, like tumbleweed blowing through the loft art openings. The last art opening I'd done, we actually got one visitor in two hours. Now, Val tells me this is not going to be the case, and he can do a lot of planning. So, sure, fine. All this ended up meaning this planning is telling his friends and asking a Haitian drum circle to play the party. Also, a PA system, a DJ of some kind, and some liquor. Now, night of the party comes, I feel pretty sick, actually. I'm running a temperature, and I feel slow. But I have adrenaline that's going to keep me on my feet. And with the lights dim, I'm happily surprised to see that the loft is becoming populated. You know, it's a nice number. It's respectable. And honestly, I can't help but keep track of whose people are actually coming to the party. You know, whose people are actually here. And the early returns show that I'm well in the lead. It's actually my people at the party. Co-workers from the German-American Chamber of Commerce where I work, college friends, art world friends. And I I distinctly remember thinking, wow, where's Val's crew? This is around 10 o'clock. And then I realized, wait, where's Val? He hasn't even shown up yet. This is when the Haitian drum circle group arrives. It's like six or seven of them in pirate's clothing. And they have an aura about them. And it'd be... Great to avoid cliches here, but let's be honest, the only word that applies is voodoo. They set up and drums begin sounding, and this moment is the actual beginning of the party. Heretofore, that wasn't a party, that was a gathering. But now the drums are sounding and the signal has gone out. And this is when it went from a respectable turnout to an all-out rager. It's like an invasion. One load after another comes coughing out of the elevator. A steady stream moves in from the staircase like carpenter hands. A couple of yo-yos somehow get lifted to the fire escape and come up that way. And of course, Val is here now. He's the center of the brewing hurricane. And I watch it all happen, just going through that brief moment of exhilaration and having a maybe notable party to a really quick desperation that though it isn't there yet, no doubt it is going to be out of control momentarily. At the same time, my sickness, my fever, which I'd been able to starve off with polite conversation, starts to get the better of me. Now, a couple things I should have mentioned before. One, I'm not really a party guy. You know, I'm not going to get drunk enough not to be aware of safety issues that might arise during the night. Also, I'm the leaseholder here. Anything happens, it's legally going to be on me. So as the place gets more and more jammed, I realize that maybe my entire future hangs in the balance here. It's at this point that I'm trying to talk to a friend and the crowd is so packed that it actually carries him off. 
the movement of the people is too much and we get separated. It's like a scene from a film when refugees are jamming up a train station and the person you're with just gets pulled away from you. Meanwhile, the current carrying me carries me to the front. And this is where I see what has to be 25 people out on the fire escape. A couple of them are swinging off the bars like acrobats. The party has gone intergalactic. Now the noise is just drawing scores of random people in off the street. It's not going to end. It's critical mass. The DJ is now fully in charge. The front room where I am is jammed with dancers, if you can call it that. More like people jumping up and down. I feel the floor under me buckle. Not just buckle up and down, but roll like waves from the force on it. You gotta understand that this loft has a floor. It's barely a floor. It's a subfloor. A couple of times in the middle of the day, I actually put my foot through a floorboard. And now it's rolling like the sea. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is it. If I'm lucky, I'll die along with everyone else. I'm also thinking, where the is the NYPD? For Christ's sakes, you could hear us 10 square blocks. People are scaling the building. Bottles are being tossed down on Broadway. And not one, not one cop looks up and thinks, whoa, maybe I need to check that out. I'm standing there, my fever going well past 100 now, trying to think. Basically, I want to call the cops in my own party. Get it shut down. Only this is before I have a cell phone. There's just no way in the world I'm going to be able to get to the landline phone and be heard above all this terrible noise. Actually, I do make a pass at it. I kind of try to get on one of the currents that's going to take me back. And I see that phone. It was a red landline phone. And I'm kind of passing it. And I almost reach out to get it. But the crowd just carries me to the back now. And now I'm at the back. And I'm right in front of my bedroom. And I locked it from the outside. I unlocked the bedroom and I go in. And I sit on the bed. I just try to get a hold of myself. My friend Leslie comes in. We shut the door and we're, I'm just telling her, Leslie, I felt the floor rolling out there. Like, I don't think that this space is gonna be here in the morning. And I got a fever, I'm sick. And I think this is it for me. When morning comes, I just don't think there's gonna be a floor here. And I'm gonna be in all kinds of trouble. It's gonna be the end for me. And she tries to cheer me up, but I actually know what I felt. I know that I'm right. At a certain point, I just kind of um, lay down. The party is just going as strong as ever. Although I have to say, in my room, it feels so safe. Like there's this war going on outside, but I'm safe inside the bedroom. And I'm so sick now. I'm just got mucus coming out of my mouth and my ears and my nose. I'm running so hot. And I just lay down and I just kind of meditate on what might happen. And I kind of actually start making deals with myself. Well, what if, what if the floor collapses but no one dies? I mean, how much trouble would I be in for that? That probably wouldn't be too much trouble. And why would anyone die? There's no one underneath us. It's a, it's a showing, sewing factory, so no one's gonna die. It's gonna be trouble. It's probably gonna take 10, 12 years out of my life, but I'm not gonna go to jail for it. 
I just won't have any kind of financial future again. And as I'm kind of thinking these thoughts and trying to kind of split the difference between a total apocalypse and a manageable apocalypse, I just kind of drift off to sleep. That's one thing I've always been able to do is go to sleep. And then morning comes. It's as if I had been struck with the plague and suddenly wake up the next day and I'm alive. I push out from my room and even now, at like 9.30 the next morning, there's still like a lot of people there, but they're all asleep. There's people in corners asleep. There's people face down asleep. This one guy, Alfredo Martinez, is a downtown legend. I swear to God, I thought he was dead. I poked him probably for 10 minutes before he woke up. It was a beautiful Sunday morning. And cool air came in through the front. And the light was so beautiful. And the place smelled stale. But the floor was still there. That is it. We've crossed it now. That's right. Look behind you. The valley lays in waste. And that's ruin that it is, is not our responsibility. They've done it to themselves again. And the fires, they're licking up. And the smoke is everywhere. But they won't follow us up here. Because up here, it's just too hard to exist. Too much hard existence means nothing to argue about. No, you and I, we're fine. You go in your corner, I'll go in my corner. Because I am the B.I.Q. folks, and you are my barbarian kin. And you can go your own way if you want to. And then you can come back and circle around. There's always room for you here. Always. I'm not saying we won't have to go back down there again someday. But right now, just... Get him. That cool, crisp air up at the mountaintop, my fellow barbarians. And stay tuned for the free associates. Well, they're coming up. Yeah.